So, ladies, I was scrolling uh, TikTok the other day because that's one of my guilty pleasures. And I ran across a video of a lady and she, like, wanted to admit that she did not like motherhood. Oh, my. And I've never seen anything like that before. And as someone that doesn't have children and think that motherhood is such an honor because you are given this gift from God and you're able to just raise this tiny human into just a fabulous and wonderful adult, that I wanted us to kind of have a conversation about motherhood in honor of Mother's Day. Welcome to the Compilations of Banter, a podcast compiling the thoughts of your best girlfriend, her. You just tuned into Mother Her. So y'all know I'm not a mother. Um, I don't know if I've missed that boat. I really think I have because I turned 42 this year. Um, but unless it's a situation where like Mary and, and God comes down and yeah. just gives me a baby and then like I have a child, then that's how it's going to happen. So um, my first question to you as mothers, for those of us like that aren't mothers, what prepped you to become a mother? Was it something like superpowers that just kicked in all automatically? No superpowers. No um, I, I got superwoman for a mom. I lucked up. I really did. I have the mom of all moms. She's always been a teacher. She's always been a nurturer. While I did see her struggle, I never saw her sweat. Mm. I ne- And she taught me to never, you know, let people see me sweat. Now, while that can be coupled with hyper-independence and can be tough, um, no, I didn't, I didn't grow up necessarily wanting to be a mother. You know, we mentioned Chrissy and I in, an, in another show how at a point in life it did kind of hit us. You know, oh, life is changing, get married, have children. But I, there, there is no handbook. There is no prep for it. It just, it happens and you move forward. Kind of like the concept of which gender do you want, a boy or a girl? Well, you really only have two choices, so you get what you get. For me, I have a great mom. I have a wonderful stepmom. I had wonderful uh, grandmothers um, that I learned and taught from. But like like Raven said, there's no handbook. Um, at first, I didn't want kids. I mean, I, I really didn't at first. But um, once that first child was born, it was just like, I don't know. As they say, it's like a natural instinct. You know, you just start learning things and you know conforming to this small human being that you just brought into the world that is such a blessing but you know it's just something that comes natural there's a million handbook handbooks out there but it's just how you learn individually with your it with each child I found out that I was pregnant with my first child my 21st birthday weekend so um I was having the best time of my life. Actually, my friends um, surprised me with a birthday party and I knew the next day that I would be traveling and out of town for a whole week. Um, I found out I was pregnant while I was on vacation. Um, I just became really sick. Um, For me, I feel like I made the decision to become a mom, knowing that I would be a single mom and raising this child alone. Um, my just overprotective instincts just kicked in. Um, I was very protective of my child, very, you know, particular about who I would leave him with and um, just who I would even just take him around. But for me, you know, I grew up by my mom, raised by my mom, raised by my grandmother, and they were very strong. My mom was very overprotective with me and my sister and my brother, and I feel like I carried a lot of that um, with me just raising my children. But 
again, just having my first child at 21, I grew up really, really quick, faster than what I expected. Um, It wasn't planned. So I pretty much had to change everything that I was doing at that time. Um, But I think it definitely made me very independent, very strong and um, just loving. I mean, my son is my world, my joy. And it was he and I for three years. Wow. So he was my best friend, and I pretty much, you know, grew up with him, raising yeah. him. Um, so I love you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, um, as mothers and mother figure, because I, I speak life into who Jamie is as a mom, because she's an auntie and a, yeah. uh, a best friend and all of those things. So while she has not birthed a child, she does still have mother um, vibes, mm-hmm. if you will. But as mothers, how do you feel like it changed you as a woman? If at all, um, for me, I was quite selfish, if I can be honest. I feel like, you know, while I, you know, was very serious, I was a boss about myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do me how I wanted to do me. The instant that I found out I was pregnant with the twins, I have twins and then a single shout out to Jeremiah, Josiah and RJ. Mommy loves you, boys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I had to lock and load on them mm-hmm. only like. The, uh, um, as I mentioned before, the twins actually had sickle cell anemia and that was a whole nother level of life. So I had to become quite selfless very quickly. Right. What about what about you guys? I had to learn patience, <laughs> yeah. patience, I guess, because, you know, your whole world changes. You have to I mean, I breastfed for almost three years straight with both of my children. So, I mean, it just kept yeah. coming. So, yes. you know, it was free. Uh, no, uh-huh. but, you know. You have to wake up in the middle of the night. You have to, they're on, you're on their time schedule. You know, it was just a lot to learn because I wanted my sleep, but no, they waking up in the middle of the night crying. And it, it was just, it wasn't very frustrating, but it was just a learning experience. But somebody taught me, I can't remember if it was my dad or my mom that told me that they're only babies for a short period of time, yeah, yeah. then they're toddlers and they're adolescents and they're teenagers. And then you're an adult for basically most of your entire life. Yeah. So you need to enjoy each and every moment, mm-hmm. the crying, you know, the, the nasty poopy diapers, you know, everything that comes with it in that journey, because it's going to go by so fast. And they're right. My son Paxton just turned 11. You know, my daughter uh, Nala's about to be nine and I'm just growing like weeds. So just try to be patient and enjoy every moment that you can be with them. Well, I feel like I didn't change or or start changing until I had daughters. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like with my son, I still, again, I was young. um, So I still wanted to go out with my friends. I still (laughs) wanted to have weekends to myself. Um, And thankfully I had a lot of help. I had, you know, both of his grandmothers were there. So one would have them one weekend, one would have them the next. So I had a lot of free time um, and they helped out a lot, especially when I had to work. Um, But of course, once I had my daughters, you know, I had to be careful with how I dressed and how I spoke. And, you know, I wanted to be their role model. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want them to have to go outside of our home or outside of me to learn how to be a woman. Um, So of course at that time, you know, I had to change and my daughter and my son are two and a half, almost three years apart. So when I was pregnant with her, he was still a toddler and it was very hard, you know, just trying to, you know, be have, have a healthy pregnancy 
and raise him as well. So there would be times I would just be so sick and nauseous and um, I would just put him in front of the TV and I would yes. just be so helpless, you know, because I couldn't really do anything because it was like I would get up and do something for him. But then I'll be throwing up in a bucket over here. <laughs> so it was it was, you know, it was hard. But um, thankfully, with my daughters, their father, you know, he was very present and very helpful. Um, but I really wanted to, you know, just make sure that when it came to my daughters that they didn't have to look outside of home you know, yeah, for right. that mother figure, you know, I'm right here. I'm right there. So, so when I think of woman and I think of woman as like mm-hmm. your womb. And so that kind of brings me back to motherhood. So the three of you have experienced motherhood, you know what it's like. So as someone that hasn't experienced motherhood, I don't know what that's like to kind of have to give things up. I don't know what it's like to get up in the middle of the night. I don't know what it's like to have to get in the car rider line or <laughs> to take the kids trick or treating. And I think that that's, some things that people really don't think about that those are experiences that you're missing out on so sometimes I even question my own um, womanhood like am I am I I mean I'm clearly a woman I have the parts I'm cisgender woman but am I missing out on my full potential because I haven't had the opportunity to mother some children listen real quick between us we got about 10 okay (laughs) so who would you like to pick up first okay I'll go ahead and start with RJ first (laughs) tell him auntie on the way he's the baby (laughs) so I mean those are some things that I kind of feel like I missed out on but let me ask you all this is there ever a time where you wake up and you feel like, I don't want to be a mother. I want to go back to where I didn't have to worry about what somebody was going to eat and kiss boo-boos and get people to practices and go buy school clothes. And I just bought you these shoes and they too little all back up that quick. What are your thoughts on that? I'm going to be honest with you. Like it's not, (laughs) I mean, for me, I'm I'm very honest when it comes to my kids. Like, if my daughter is getting on my nerves, I'm like, girl, go somewhere and sit down. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know some people are like, oh, I talk to my kids this way. No, mm-hmm. go sit down, get right. it together. If you're being lazy, get up. Like, for me, it's just I don't want them to feel like, you know, I'm not going to be your parent. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, everything's just going to be sweet every day. Um, But I do feel like as parents, we do have to make a lot of sacrifices. I mean, you know, again, just being young and raising children, there's times, you know, where we may have not been as fortunate, you know what I mean? Like we, we've been okay, but to where, you know, these kids now, they want this and they want that. So there's times that, you know, we may have needed to do things for them and we would put ourselves on a back burner. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like we always want to make sure that our Mm -hmm. kids are taken care of first. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a selfish person, definitely not a selfish parent. Um, But I, I, I want to make sure that my children have everything that they need as far as education, as far as, you know, just the right um, necessities, anything that they need. So, you know, if I have to be last, I'm okay with that. You know, as long as I know that my children are comfortable and they have what they need um, on a day-to-day basis, then I'm okay. Yeah, for me, a um, little bit different. <laughs> no, um, I I had moments where it was just like, oh, I just, just, just go away. <laughs> I need like an hour to myself. It was never to the point where... I would really like to go back. I mean, we have those moments. You know, I I go out during homecoming. I go out with you ladies and stuff like that. I get my time. 
but to not have my kids now, I just don't know what life would be without them. And that's not like a bad thing, you know, because I still get to have my mommy time. But, you know, when it comes to, to Paxson and Nala, you know, I'm they're priceless in my in my mind. And also, you know, my parents, you know, we don't think about this either, but our parents raised us. They probably had those thoughts as well, mm-hmm. but they did it. We're grown now. We're adults. And... They pushed us out the nest, so we're going to fly. And I, I know eventually they'll do the same thing. Um, I know, Ayana, your children, most of yours have grown up. Yes. They're gone. So, you know, me and Raven have a little bit more time with ours. Mm-hmm. But they'll be gone here very soon. So um, I think the age also makes a difference because yes. I started later. <laughs> you know, Yana started earlier, so hers are gone. But we, I'm a little bit older, so it's going to take a little bit more time for me, which is fine. This was, you know, my path at this time. But, you know, I have the moments of I wish I could just – you know, have a little bit more time to myself, but not to definitely get rid to get rid of them because yeah, yeah. Sure, they're okay. everything to me right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're my heartbeat. <laughs> I did. I I've certainly had moments again having children with a chronic illness. There were yeah. certainly times where I was like, "Well, God, I mean, did did I do the right thing?" You know, having them. Um, you know, I, I would be lying to you if I said that didn't ever enter my mind. Um, but then the minute that I would be away from them, yeah, it would make me go, oh, absolutely. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I, life, yeah, yeah, life would not be the same, right. you know, without them. They are, um, you know, I think God knew what he was doing, giving me all boys because, <laughs> you know, I'm a baseball and football mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that kind of mom. But, yeah, there are certain, you know, um, I've mentioned before that being a parent didn't make us perfect. Perfect, you know, and, and being their parent. And and like Oyana said, you know, I tell them often, listen, mommy has flaws. Mm-hmm. I mess up. I apologize to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if I yell, because periodically I will, yep. you know, get a little loud with my mm-hmm. tone. I do, you know, I, I, I treat them like people. But yeah, there have certainly been times where I was like, God, listen, um, <laughs> can, can I get a little bit of single life? <laughs> can I get to enjoy a little bit of single life? Well, I would just tell you, ladies, enjoy them being young now Um, because my children, the ones that are adults, they will tell you how it is. Okay, especially my daughter. Like if she hears me, you know, like having a conversation with my mom about something and she feels like you shouldn't have said that. You know, she's she's now at the age where she's like, I'm gonna let you know, mom. You know, I mean, of course, you know, it's all in in good, you know, Mm -hmm. and fun or whatever. But Mm -hmm. yes, they will. So while they're little, enjoy it. We still have Jordan at home. She's 14. But um, yeah, she's a teenager, so <laughs> sure. sure. So y'all talked about sacrifices. Do you feel like the moms have to sacrifice more than the dads? Yes, oh, definitely. Abs- uh, first of all, you sacrifice your body for nine months. Mm. You know what I mean? And so all the things that your body used to do, all the things you mm. like to eat, and how, right? Mm. The things, <laughs> the things, all the things start to happen to you. So first of all, you have a bond with the child that the father doesn't even know or, or has an experience right. just because it grows on the inside of you. So you just start there. Now, should the father be present? Is it? there's a reason why you have two parents, right? There's a reason because it should be a partnership, whether you have a girl who is learning how to be treated by a man, by her father and how to be a woman by her mother, it should be a partnership. But women, we are 
you know, the creators of the earth. And we certainly should be treated that way. We definitely sacrifice more. I agree with that. Um, I will say the most that I do that's probably more than what my husband does is hair. Oh, oh my gosh. My daughters, they have thankfully like they have a head full of hair and we used to have like hair day like we had to pick a day during wow. the week that's gonna be hair day and I would probably curse for like three hours straight and he would just walk by and just you know or go watch TV and I'm like you don't have to and they're crying you know what I mean yeah. and I'm like you don't have to deal with this and I'm like just pissed off you know because I have to do the hair you know so but other than that I mean thankfully you know he helps out with a lot when it comes to them and he always has. Um, but I do feel like as women or as mothers, we do, you know, sacrifice a little bit more than the fathers do. Yeah. For sure. I, think I agree with both of you ladies. I think men do more sacrificing um, financially. Most of the time, I will say that, but for us, you know, we really take care of more things and, I'm speaking more so, you know, on both ends, you know, being a wife at one point and also being a single mom. Mm -hmm. um, but being a single mom, I do everything, mostly myself, you know, especially while they're with me. Um, so I play definitely both roles. Um, but when they go with their dad, you know, that's on their time. But when I was married, you know, I'm taking care of the house. I'm taking care of the kids and what they need. He's doing things financially. But I think, in my opinion, I think I did more. You know, as far as that is, that concern when it came to the children's needs. So. So moms are strong. Like mm -hmm. when you think about your mom and you think about you being mothers, you think about how strong you are. Let's talk about vulnerable moments when like you feel weak, where you have mm -hmm. to slip off into the bathroom and you have to cry because mm -hmm. it's sometimes it might be too much. Let's yeah. talk about those moments. Mm -hmm. um, I'll share a moment um, with you ladies. After I had my daughter, I don't know if you ladies have experienced this. Um, I didn't know what it was. I'd never felt this way before. Um, but I had postpartum depression. Okay. So I don't know if either one of I you. I didn't have it. But if anyone, if you don't know what it is, it's real. It is serious. It does happen. Mm -hmm. um, I just felt like after I had my daughter, I wanted to stay in the hospital. I felt safe mm -hmm. at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And... It was snowing. I remember the nurse came into my room and she was like, you know, Miss Slay, you can go home today or you can stay another day because it's snowing outside. And I was like, I want to stay another day. Mm -hmm. It was like I was almost scared to take her home for whatever reason. And then when I did take her home, it was just like, you know, and I shared the story with her. So it's not like she's going to hear it for the first time. But, you know, when I took her home, I was either giving her to her dad or giving her to her grandmother because it was I, I don't know. I didn't know what I was dealing with, you know, mm -hmm. until I went back to the doctor and they were like, you have postpartum depression and it is so serious. Mm -hmm. It took a lot of just help from my family and a lot of prayer um, for me to overcome it. But I probably dealt with it for a few months. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so crazy because the first few months is just like blurred, like of her life. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Um, so I know she's going to hear this, but, you know, I love my baby. She is my best friend. She definitely gave me strength that I didn't know um, that I had. But I feel like at that moment, you know, I felt like I was weak. I couldn't be there for my children. Um, and so when I got pregnant a third time, I was nervous because yeah. I did yeah. not want to go um, through that same situation. And thankfully, I didn't. Um, but 
at that moment, I felt like I was helpless to, to everybody yeah. around me. Well, I'm sorry you went through that, Ayana. Thank uh, you. I never experienced uh, the postpartum depression with uh, neither one of my children. But what I did experience was something that I went through. So when my parents divorced, um, I felt a certain way and acted out a certain way towards more so my dad and my mom a little bit. She'll probably say that as well. And now my children are doing the same thing or mm. doing some of the same signs to me. Mm. And it hurts me so much that I do go, like you said, into the bathroom and cry in the shower or go sit in my car in the garage and just have my moments because I know what they're experiencing. They don't want to express it to me, which really bothers me because I really want them to open up that communication. But I know why they are acting a certain way, and it's because of um, – going through that divorce situation. And that hurts. That that tears me up inside. I I know they're going to get past it like I did, but right now I'm reliving the same moment that my mom and my dad went through, and it tears me up inside. It really does. You know, I didn't experience postpartum. It's, it's kind of funny, Ilyana, and I, I certainly don't mean to make light of postpartum, but I don't even know if I had time for it because I had both of the babies. And th- so I might have experienced something like it, but I probably didn't call it that just because I, I didn't stop long enough to let myself feel it. Um, I definitely felt some level of WTFness? What like what? What am I supposed to do with both of them all the time? Um, and again, having been so serious so often, and you know, having it together, being lost was was quite foreign. So I, I didn't um, have clinical postpartum, but but I, I, I certainly hate that you experienced that. But I'm so glad that you um, have come through it. And shout out to your baby yeah. who who certainly Thank will you. hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but knows that she is is one of the joys in your life. I again, I had I had a a mom who who pushed me to be a lot of things. I it, it's funny. I've been through the two divorces that I have, but I didn't have anybody to experience it with me mm-hmm. because they've only ever known marriage. So I went through that type of wilderness kind of by myself. I mean, my mom did all that she could, um, but you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really have a support in that type of system. So I had that bond that way, but having um, my sons, I didn't, I didn't really know how to love them through my divorces, I don't really know that um, they had any adverse experiences from it. We talk constantly all the time. Fortunately, their dads are great co-parents. Shout out to um, Jeremiah and Josiah's dad and RJ's dad. But I don't really know that, um, Chrissy, that they that my boys have the experiences that yeah. yours did because we because they do have the opportunity to talk yeah. again. And I only, I have boys, so they do have their dad. So it's I think yeah. it's kind of a different experience yeah. um, for me in that area. So how has your relationship with your mother shaped how you mother your children? I want you to answer that question first. I ain't got I no kids. To, here, but here's what, what, what I mean kids? by that. Okay. Not the kids. I want you to change, speak about how your relationship with your mother has shaped who you are in general and maybe your desire to have children or not have children. So I think it's like six in one, half a dozen in the other. It kind of put me like in a weird place. So um, it, I do want 
it's kind of hard. Like, yeah. it's, it's the duality of it. It's the Gemini in me. Like, I, yeah. I do kind of want kids, but at the same time, I kind of don't because I saw how my mother struggled as a single parent. And that's one thing that I never want for mm-hmm. some children is for them to only see mommy every day when mommy wakes up. So, um, that that's one aspect and then the other aspect is that I always felt like I have always taken care of my mom mm-hmm. so I felt like in some cases it's always been role reversal mm. um so it's almost like do I want to do this again or do I just want to let my mom grow up and then I simply <laughs> be free to do whatever it is that I want to do the fine auntie right mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's six and one and half a dozen and the other like going back to what I said earlier I think that the ultimate thing about being a woman is to give birth and to have children and bring life into this world because that's exactly what we were put here for like if you go back in the bible like that's why we're here we're not here to work nine to five we're not here to really make podcasts we're not here to go enjoy fabulous restaurants and wear nice clothes we're here to to multiply so I I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the kind of weird question for me. That's something that I probably need to ponder on. Ask me that in season two. We'll do. We'll do. I had a very strong. I have two strong grandmothers and a wonderful and amazing great grandmother, and um, she is why I am the person I am today um, as an animal scientist. Because on the farm watching her, she always pushed me. She lived to 98 years old, riding roller coasters at 98. I don't know how she did that. But as far as my mom was concerned, she she had her ways about her. And a lot of them were good ways. Like she sacrificed a lot for me and my sister um, as a single mom, you know, at one point in time. Uh, but mostly, you know, it was just difficult all around with, you know, the situation of, going through that divorce and there's things that she's done that I probably uh, will not do as far as raising my kids and but there's a lot of traits that she taught me that I'm I definitely instill in my kids um the respect level how to how to be a woman how to act right and uh raise my children in a uh, loving caring a manner but also respecting others and also myself I think that's what I've I learned and grabbed from her um, outside of learning to cook and, you know, cause that's, you know, that's my love. That's my passion. And she, she just, she really has instilled a lot of wonderful and loving things in me that I, I want to just pass down to both Pax and Nala, but you know, we'll see. I'm a pusher. I'm a pusher to my boys um, from a loving perspective. You know what I mean? Um, I tell them quite often that it's not over until it's done. You know what I mean? And that's when you quit. You don't quit until until it's done, um, which there's a balance. Um, even even with the twins, um, I don't treat them the, exactly the same because just because they're twins doesn't mean that they're the same people. Um, and so I know their personalities quite well. So I do make a concerted effort to push, um, but from a loving place. We have the best time. We have so much fun. I mean, you know, we dance with robots and, you know, I do roll on the floor and, you know, we'll play catch. And 
I I try to instill as much fun because as um, you guys know, I've been serious for for a lot of a lot of my life. So as serious as I am, I try to have just as much fun with them. So I will put my cell phone down quite um, uh, consistently and focus strictly on just just being a boy and mama. Yeah. And another thing real quick is that traveling. My mm-hmm. mom traveled with us a lot. So I really try to do that a lot with my kids and just be there for them and spend that time mm-hmm. with them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that that is the most valuable thing that I think that you could do for sure. with your children is that time because you will never get that away. And little small things. There's, I don't remember a lot of the gifts I got. But the small thing, right? Just riding in the back of the pickup truck, or you know, uh, preparing a meal, or just sitting down and watching a movie, or just having that one-on-one chat with my mom. Those were the main things that I remember. With my children, one thing that I really like to do is movie day. Um, that's something that we really enjoy. It's just sitting at home. Sitting, you know, just together in a room without our phones, like you said, (laughs) without your phones Um, and just being able to just have that moment together. We talk, we tell stories. Um, So I really do enjoy that. I also love traveling with my children. I know our youngest daughter, she has big dreams. (laughs) Like one year she's like, I'm going to move to L.A. And the next year I'm going to move to Miami or I'm going to move out of the country. So she talked about L.A. forever. Ever. So my husband and I, um, last year we planned a trip and we took our two daughters to L.A. So that yeah. she could experience L- L.A. Yeah. Not later in life, not with her friends, yes. not, you know, once she's, you know, a grown. We wanted her to experience it with us so that yeah. we could show her around. Um, we had an amazing time, but. When we got back, she was like, I'm not moving to L.A. anymore. (laughs) Um, I'm moving to Miami. Um, So definitely just traveling with them and just um, creating those memories with your children is is just so special. And, you know, those are things that I do with my kids that, you know, unfortunately I didn't have as a child. So I just want to make sure that I do that as a parent. Um, and speaking of my mom, one thing that I feel like I picked up from my mom, my mom is a very nervous person. Mm-hmm. Um, she worries so much about everything. And I feel like that's something that I picked up from her. And I feel like my daughter has picked that up. <laughs> um, and so I'm trying to let my girls go without being so worried about everything and just knowing that they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I'm definitely working on because I don't want that to rub off too much on them. My mom has that same nervous energy that she's so afraid that something is going to happen to me. But I know that without a shadow of a doubt, like my mom loves me in the same capacity that I know that God loves me. It is nothing that I can do to make my mom stop loving me. Like my, like I can feel like how, how strong my mom's love is towards me. And I've seen her make sacrifices all throughout my life to make sure that I had a better life than what she had growing up. When I turned 16, actually when I was 15 learning how to drive, I had a car and most people didn't have a car at 15 to learn to practice how to how to drive in and whenever I decided that I wanted to be a cheerleader if I wanted to be miss whatever what whatever it was or being a pageant or whatever my mama made it happen yeah I don't know if she went and got you know like some cash advances and found some <laughs> money from somewhere but my mama would make it happen for me and so I 
I feel like if I ever was to have children in that aspect, I hope I can measure up. I I hope I can because my mom has never let me down. Like right now, my mom is is older. She's disabled. And I don't ask her for nothing. But if I was to be like, mama, like I'm in a bind. Like I need a thousand dollars. I don't know where Maxine going to get that money from. (laughs) But I promise y'all within 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 a 24 hours, (laughs) that money is going to, them hundreds is going to gonna be laid out on the counter it's gonna say love mom yeah. that's beautiful and I'm shout out so to Max. yeah i'm so glad that we all had experiences with our parents but the sacrifice that our moms did for us is priceless yes and that's what we definitely want to instill mm-hmm. in our children is um all the hard work and like you said jamie raven you know oyana what they did for us we want to make sure we do 10 times more for mm-hmm. our children mm-hmm. yes for sure and I know many times that she's likely gone without so that yes. I can have. Yeah. And that means a lot. So now as a daughter, like I try to do whatever I can for her. Like, yeah. like for example, like, um, you know, I, I packed up and I moved back here. And so like, I'm responsible for what, what she eats every day. And so sometimes I try to surprise her with certain meals Beautiful. that I think that she's yeah. going to like. And it's just, it's like little stuff like that, that like, I know that she, Health-wise, she's not in the best place that she can be, but I try to create little small patches of paradise for her where I can. Mm -hmm. I do the same. You know, as I mentioned, you know, my mother is and has always been superwoman to me. Um, That said, I try to be... And um and emulate that same superwoman characteristic, Absolutely. but similar to you, Jamie. As often as I can, if I go down to Tanker and you know, Coach has a sale, I'm picking her something up. Beautiful. If she, you know, I don't know, anytime I can bless her the same in the same way that she did me, because a lot of the experiences that she shielded me from, where my dad is was concerned, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, my dad had a, had a little bit of a street life. Thank mm-hmm. God for deliverance and salvation, but she shielded me. She never showed me weakness she never sweated in front of me and I knew that she was going through she just never told me she was going through so as a result uh she told me one time when you can pull out your checkbook and I can pull out mine, then we can be friends. And so mm, periodically, okay. periodically, I will pull out my card and I'll say, okay, your turn, sis. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that, but I, naturally I'll tell her to put hers right back. Cause I want to love on her too. <laughs> right. I will say the only other person that I speak to every day on a daily basis is my mom. Yeah. We probably talk three to four times a day. That's beautiful. Um, we definitely talk every morning. She's going to call and check, make sure we're okay. <laughs> and Lord, don't let her hear an ambulance. She's calling. <laughs> Where are you at? Um, but yes, I talk to my mom every day. I don't care what it's about. If it's about a meal or what you're cooking. Or, oh, I saw this. You should try to cook this. Um, so yeah, we have a really good relationship today. I love her. I would yeah. do anything for her. Just Absolutely. like you said, Raven for your mom. Um, she don't even really have to call and ask. She can just hint about it and mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we have a really good relationship. Um, and I love it. I love the relationship that we have today. I agree. Same thing with my mom. It's, we all have a past and, 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 and you know, we've been through a lot of things, but I have to admit, you know, my mom is a totally different person after grandkids. I'm telling yeah. you, she is it's like night and day. I'm just like, 
okay who is this new person mm-hmm. but i love that about her you know she's she, not to say she was never like loving unloving or anything but she is just like over the top 10 with everything we talk a lot but you know she gets excited when it comes to them grandkids more than me and i'm okay with that i'm okay with that and yeah. you know love her to death and appreciate all the things she's done and the sacrifices our moms are amazing mm-hmm. we only got they one are. you they only are. get one you only get you know. one so with us being in a digital age we know that podcasts and anything that we put online is basically stamped in the the metaverse or whatever for forever so before we close out i want you to say something that you want your children to know and maybe something that you don't tell them often but something that just comes from the depths of your soul that you want your babies to know (laughs) i'll go first um i just want my children to know that i believe in them that I love them from the bottom of my heart. Oh my gosh, can y'all feel that? <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel it. That. I feel it. I love mm-hmm. y'all so much. Um, I'm going to always be here as long as I have air in me. Mm-hmm. I am going to be here for you. I am going to support you. I am going to push you and let you be who you are. Um, I got you. Well, I'm. I'm a piggyback on that because <laughs> I believe everything that Oyana said, but no matter what, keep God first. That's extremely important. And like my mom told me, there's always hope for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if you can just remember that and just, just stay true to yourself, respect yourself, respect others, That's true. Um, you will go super far. And yes, your mother loves you to death and any time you need me or anything i am here for you no matter what no questions asked you can do you can do wrong but you can really do no wrong <laughs> in my eyes to where i would not be there for you right double piggyback because <laughs> you guys said some amazing things you know what i would tell my boys is live out loud yes mm-hmm. take up space mm-hmm. you are deserving and worthy and honorable um of everything God has for you and what is meant for you will not miss you. Mm. You do not have to chase. You only attract prosperity is your portion. Poverty will never be a part of your life. Oppression, depression, suppression Mm. is not where you belong. You are young black men who are going to grow up to be big black men and you deserve uh, to be Everything that God has called you to be, I adore you from the bottom. Mommy loves you more than anything in the whole wide world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be a a thumb. thumb. That's right. Be Be a a thumb. thumb. (laughs) You'll hear about be a thumb on Father Her. (laughs) So... The ladies us of Compilation of Banter, we want to do a giveaway. We want to give a mom a gift card. And all you simply have to do is go on social media, follow us. That's the first thing. At the underscore compilations underscore of banter. Banter is spelled B-A-N-T-H-E-R. We want you to comment under this post where we have launched this episode and we want you to tell us about an experience as a mother or how you honor your mother or something about motherhood and we are going to pick one of you fabulous people to get a gift card and we'll let you know how you will inbox you and let you know that you've won. So again, meet us on social media. We are wishing all of the moms a happy very happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Happy Mother's Day. And for Mother's those Day. that Mother's motherhood hasn't happened for, we, we're praying for you. You've just tuned into the Compilations of Banter, a podcast compiling the thoughts of your best girlfriend. This is Mother Her. Happy Mother's Day, moms.